Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Welcome, this is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And today I'm here to present on a topic that I find very exciting and I think it will be helpful for anyone, anytime in a studying journey. We are going to be talking about your learning style and how you can use your personal learning style to level up your studying. So I just wanna preface this by saying everyone has a different learning style. So take what works for you, try something new out and level up your studying. We are going to be utilizing the VARC model, which I will describe a little bit more in detail. So the VARC model, this is what I like to use because I think it does a good job of capturing a lot of different learning styles. The VARC model of learning, it includes visual, audio, reading and writing, and kinesthetic. All those first letters make up the word VARC. Um, what's important to know is that you could be primarily one of these types of learners. However, you could be a multimodal learner. And that means that you learn best by using a variety or a combination of these different types of learning. So what do I suggest? I suggest that you take this questionnaire. Um, I have attached the link here. We will also put it in the YouTube information. And this will be great because it will give you a rundown of what works best for you. I took the quiz and I found out that I'm a multimodal learner with a heavy preference towards visual learning. So this will be really good because it will help tell you how you learn best and some strategies for how you can apply those different learning models to your own studying. So we are gonna go through each of these four types of learning and I'm going to give some suggestions on how you could use this type of learning in your studying. So we're going to start with visual learning. I am a visual learner. I love the way patterns look, I love colors and I love design. So visual learning. Visual learners prefer information presented in a visual rather than written form. So visual learners, they like pictorial pieces. They like colors. They like fonts. They like graphics. Um, so if you are drawn to these things, if you like putting colors together, if you like highlighting, if you like using markers and different colors, you are most likely a visual learner. So how can you, if you're a visual learner, incorporate this into your studying? There's a variety of different ways. Um, 
if you like colors, I suggest using color-coded information. So you might use highlighters, um, you might use colored pens or markers. I know for me, I went between colored pens and markers. You might want to draw little pictures to go along with your notes to help you remember those visual pieces, or you might wanna make posters, right? So for some of that recall information, you might be using bright colored paper or boxing in um, or using graphics for your notes. You might want to try a mind map, and I will give an example of what a visual learner, um, an example of their notes, what that might look like, but you might want to use a chart, a graph, or infographics in some way that's going to visually represent your thoughts. And this is a great way that you can tap into your visual learning style. Make your own PowerPoints or slideshows in a way that's pleasing to you. So I have loved making all of this content because I get to play around with colors. I get to play around with fonts. So if that's exciting to you, take the information you're learning. And if it's something that's particularly challenging, I encourage you to make a PowerPoint or a slideshow with your own notes on that because then when you go to take the exam you will have those visual cues in your mind of those notes that you created for yourself so those are some tips for visual learners i'm going to give an example of sketch notes this might be something um, that a visual learner would utilize in their studying so notice there's lots of colors there's different sizes of um, fonts and there's pictures. So you can see there's the brain. You can see that there's eyes and ears and arrows. Um, find something that works for you. But if you are a visual learner, this might be one way that you represent information. You might be organizing it through visual representations, play around with colors, play around with fonts. Um, so here's an example. If you are a visual learner, you might want to try to organize your thoughts using some sketch notes. Get your thoughts down um, using pictorial representations. The next learning style we're gonna talk about is oral audio learners. So that is the A in our VARC model. Oral audio learners prefer information that is spoken or heard. So this is not only taking in information through listening, it's also speaking out loud. It goes both ways. So if you are someone that likes to speak out loud to remember information, or if you take in information through audio input, you are most likely an oral or audio learner. Um, so ways you can incorporate audio into your learning, there's a variety of different ways and luckily podcasts have become increasingly popular. So I suggest that you listen to audio and podcasts. Um, if you purchase the Agents of Change program, um, all of our lessons are available as audio only versions as well. So if you are an audio learner, that could be really helpful for you. Also, check out my podcast. I have tons of free content up on my podcast. You can listen to that easy on the go. I love podcasts because you could listen, listen to them on a walk. You could listen to them in the car. Um, they're very easy to just pop on and get some audio input. If you are someone that is an audio learner, you might want to speak your thoughts out loud. So you might want to repeat information back verbally or you might want to find a study partner or someone you can explain the content back to them using your own words. So if you are struggling with a certain topic, I suggest talking out loud and repeating that information over and over out loud. 
I frequently, when I was studying, would be talking to myself, talking through concepts, because that helped me with that audio input and helped me remember. Um, lastly, this is something that I've heard of some people um, using in their studying, and I think it's a great idea. If there's an area that you really want to brush up on or you're finding challenging, um, record yourself reading it. Um, you can also do this with book passages. So if there's something that's really hard for you to digest, I encourage you to record yourself reading those passages or those um, paragraphs or those sections of books. You can do this via the Voice Memos app in your phone. Your, a lot of computers will let you voice record. There's tons of apps out there that will let you record your voice. And that way you have it on the go that you can listen to. And that way, instead of just reading, you get that audio piece to help you reinforce the information. So I definitely encourage you to record yourself reading out loud if this is something that you think would be helpful to you. We are now going to jump into our next learning profile, which is that letter R. And this is a combo learning style, reading and writing learning. Reading and writing learners prefer to take information through print. So this would be reading a book, this would be writing out information. Very straightforward here. So ways that you can incorporate reading and writing, if you are a reading and writing learner into your studying, you want to take notes, but then to reinforce that learning, you want to convert your notes by making, you know, you might have extensive notes. You want to organize that and synthesize that to turn it into less. Because not only are you using those critical thinking skills, those organization skills, you are writing, you're reading your own notes and then you're writing it out. So that's a good combo way to um, convert your notes if you're a reading and writing learner. Read books. You're going to want to read, 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 read. Um, you can also, if you are someone that really enjoys reading, you can find supplemental readings, supple supplemental texts that will help you with certain topics and that will help you get a deeper understanding of the content. If you are someone that does really well with writing things over and over and over again, this worked very well for me for like, say, medications, Erickson's stages of development. You can write things out over and over again until it sticks in your brain. So a lot of people do that. They might write things over and over again to help it solidify. You might be someone that uses flashcards if you are a reading and writing learner. And remember for this exam, I suggest flashcards for recall information um, because you are Recall information is important. You definitely need to know recall information, but you also want to make sure that you are able to apply the information and utilize it in critical thinking situations. You might be also someone that is reading your notes again and again silently, um, going through those written notes again and again, or going through handouts or going through PowerPoints by reading. And I'm going to give an example of reading and writing learning what might be helpful for you. I have here, next, an example of written notes. And this does not have anything to do with the content we're talking about. This is just simply a sample. As you can see on the left, they wrote in a notebook and they are doing a lot of bullet pointing and organizing, right? So they have a header of the section and bullet points that follow. Um, going through and organizing your notes this way might be helpful if you're a reading and writing learner. Um, also, you can see they make lists and they number things. Some people prefer to do reading and writing and take notes on a computer. So oftentimes they will utilize things such as um, headers, 
sub points, um, bullet points, notice here. You can also, if that works for you, you can take notes on your computer and organize them that way. When you're doing reading and writing, um, it'll be really important to organize your notes so that when you go back to read them, they make sense to you. So you don't want everything to be all over the place. You definitely want it to be in a manner that makes sense for your own type of learning. Then we have our last learning style, last of our VARC model examples. We have kinesthetic learning. And kinesthetic learning is when people prefer to learn when they can participate in activities or solve problems in a hands-on manner. These are also people that learn best by doing. So oftentimes people say, um, I'm having a really hard time finding a material that's going to work for me because I'm a kinesthetic learner. What's great about kinesthetic learners is you can make any type of material kinesthetic. You just have to be creative with it. So remember kinesthetic learners, they like to participate. They like to be hands-on. Sometimes they even are tactile. They like to touch things. So how can you do this if you have a book or if you have audio or you just have handouts? Ways you can do this. You can role play case vignettes. So a lot of materials out there will give you case vignettes. You can role play this. You can either do this out loud or you can find a study partner or someone to role play those vignettes with you. Really helpful for DSM-5 disorders or if you are going through ethical dilemmas and you need someone to role play with. Very, very, very helpful if you are a kinesthetic learner and you learn by doing because you're actually experiencing that role play. Study groups are great if you're a kinesthetic learner. Why are study groups great? Because you get to answer questions and have feedback on your learning in real time. So you can connect with peers, you can ask questions, and you are doing because you're actively involved in the study groups. So study groups are great for kinesthetic learners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Move. Kinesthetic learners often do best by engaging full body movements while they're studying. So you might play music while you're studying if you're a kinesthetic learner, or you might be walking while listening. That would be kinesthetic, right? You might be cleaning your house while also studying. So um, kinesthetic learners like to have their bodies moving while they're studying. So get up and move if you're a kinesthetic learner. Also, kinesthetic learners oftentimes, because they like to be moving, should utilize movement breaks. So you don't want to sit for too long. If you find yourself getting anxious or antsy and you just need to move your body, utilize a movement break, whether that be stretching, getting up, stretching your legs, walking to the bathroom and back, getting um, a drink of water. I suggest doing that. Um, another way kinesthetics can learn is by using real life examples, right? This is going to help them participate in that hands-on matter. So for different things, like for example, Erickson's developmental stages, you might want to make up your own examples, utilizing people in your own life that fall within those different developmental categories. 
or for defense mechanisms, you're going to want to come up with your own examples. What's great about coming up with your own examples is that's going to work on that higher order thinking, which really solidifies that application and critical and reasoning skills that you are going to need for this exam. So creating your own real life examples is going to be really, really solid to help you with that long term memory. Um, kinesthetic learners, you're going to want to experience this exam because you do best by hands on stimulations. Um, so what you want to do is you want to role play or simulate testing day. So how can you do that? You can, when you're sitting for your practice exam, you can simulate it, such as having no distractions, sitting in a room for four hours, um, sitting at the exact same time that you would take the actual exam. You want to recreate a very positive, calm, and grounded testing experience. So um, use that role play, use that practice exam as a time to kind of set that up so that on test day, you've already experienced, you know, sitting for four hours, you know how it feels in your body, you know how to ground yourself if you feel yourself getting anxious. So definitely encourage you to do some role playing or test simulation before you take the test if you are a kinesthetic learner. I am going to show an example of kinesthetic learning for those of you that are hands-on. This is just an example. Um, it's some cups and they have different categories and then there's little strips of paper. What you would do here is you could do a sorting method. You could use this for medications. You could use this for any sort of recall um, information. You could print out little definitions or information and sort them into the correct categories that they go to. Why this is good, you're moving, you're using critical thinking, you're sorting, and you're touching. So there's that tactile piece as well. So this could be great for medications, defense, defense mechanisms, or research definitions. I've had some people try this out with great success that are kinesthetic learners. Definitely, if you think this will work for you, I encourage you to try this sorting method. You can use cups, you can use bins, you can use boxes, whatever that will help you kind of put that those must, big muscles to use while you're also practicing those recall skills as well. That is the rundown of our VARC models. There's a few other types of learning that I want to point out. There's solitary learning. Solitary learners are people who often want to study alone or do best by managing studying by yourself. So you might say, I really need some alone time. I like my own quiet time. I like to be in control of my studying. If you concentrate best when alone, if you prefer individual assignments to group activities, or you just like that time to decompress, quiet, be with yourself and your thoughts, you are most likely a solitary learner. So if someone asks you to join a study group and you're a solitary learner, that might not be the best fit for you, but everyone of course is differently. And you could be someone that likes studying with people at times, but also likes their alone time to really dive into that solitary learning. So that is one additional style. Then there's social learning. Social learners do best. They thrive when they're around other people, when they are able to work in groups, they feed off of the energy of others, then they're working in teams, um, or just when you're at interacting at any level with other people. So social learners are going to do best 
when they're around others to bounce ideas off of, to reflect with others, or for accountability. Some people do best in a study group because they have people encouraging them and motivating them. So if you are a social learner, you might do best by finding either a study partner or by forming a small study group. I always encourage people, if you're going to form a small study group, make sure that there's people that have similar learning styles to you, similar expectations to you, because you want to make sure that it's a good fit and a good use of your time. So that is my suggestion if you're finding a study group. So also important to know if you're a solitary learner or a social learner. My advice, everyone is different. We just went over a ton of different learning styles. You might be a combination. You might, um, you might realize something about yourself by taking that quiz that you didn't know. So find what works best for you. You are also going to hear so many people out there in the world saying that certain materials worked for them. Not every material is going to work for every person because every person has a unique learning style. So you might use trial and error, and it's also certainly important that you are self-reflective. So notice with yourself what ways of learning work for you and which ways do not work for you. You need to be realistic, right? Also know that your needs could fluctuate. You might not be able to commit to certain things because there's other aspects of our life that you need to balance. So find something that's realistic, um, be self-reflective, and remember everyone's story is different. So I don't want you to get tripped up with hearing people use a certain material to pass, so you should automatically go and do that. Do your research. There are tons and tons and tons of materials out there, and you can find many ways to make them work for you, but I do suggest that you find what personally works for you because you are not going to be the same as everyone else. Everyone has a different learning style. And lastly, I want to leave you with a little personal commitment on um, some food for thought. I suggest that whenever you are sitting down to study next, if that be this week or this month or when, sometime in the future, Commit to trying one new study tool or technique. So we covered a bunch of different ones, maybe something that you had not thought of prior, but determine if this is something that's gonna help you. Um, if, it's, if it will help you, you will be able to retain information. You're gonna be able to apply the knowledge and you're gonna be able to deepen your critical thinking skills. So I do want to preface this by saying, a lot of people tell me I keep studying, studying, studying and nothing sticking. You're probably not tapping into your learning style in a way that is going to be helpful. So if that is the case, try something new. And I want you to make a personal commitment to try a new learning style or try a lear new learning method because you might surprise yourself, right? At different times in our life, different stages in our life, we might lean more into our different learning styles. But my biggest takeaway is find what works for you. You can really tap into your learning style to make sure that you're studying not necessarily more, but you're studying more efficiently because efficiency is really important. We all live very busy lives. So find what works for you and level up your studying. Thank you for tuning in. You can check out more information from Agents of Change at our YouTube podcast or website. And I want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope that you will take some of the things we learn and level up your studying. Thank you.